We move on to the AFC South, all division mega squad here, all of the best players in the AFC South onto one team, 11 starters on offense, 11 starters on defense. Who makes the cut? Who does not? Coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Shout out to all of the everydayers out there. We appreciate you. If you are not yet an everydayer, that's okay. You can jump in with us every single day here on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So just subscribe up there. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Okay, Matt, we are on to our third division here in our all-division series, AFC East, AFC North episodes are done. You can go back and find those. At the end, we'll try to rank these divisions of best teams to worst teams as we look at 11 starters and uh, 11 starters on offense and 11 starters on defense. And this might be one of the most interesting divisions in the AFC South, Matt, because A, I don't know if it's the strongest division And when it's not that strong, I think that's where we get to have a little fun and maybe build a squad a little different with our starting 11 and, you know, rather than three receivers, maybe we go an extra running back. So I think we're going to have to have that conversation today with the AFC South. Yeah, you're being kind saying, I'm not sure it's the strongest division. (laughs) I mean, that, that was nice words of you of phrasing things, but... There are three rookie quarterbacks on this division, including Levis, that could see serious playing time, that have some pedigree. Maybe this is rock bottom and it's all gravy from here. I mean, there's some rookies in this division, I think, that could be in consideration for this list. So maybe the best is yet to come. I mean, again, that's a nice way of putting it. But I I think this division is going to be softer than most. I'm certain of it. It's certainly a division that's getting better, at least with three out of four of the teams. And and the fourth team being the Tennessee Titans where I'm not exactly sure where they're at, where they're at in their, you know, life cycle right now. Um, But quarterback is where we start and there's just not a conversation to be had here with quarterback. And luckily they do have one quarterback who again is on the come up and Trevor Lawrence could be the next superstar quarterback in the NFL. He hasn't hit that yet, but I mean, you love what you see from him in year two last year. And he looks like he's on that path. Trevor Lawrence is absolutely without question, the quarterback for the AFC South versus Ryan Tannehill, who's had a nice career to this point, but probably in his last year with the Titans. Um, You know, Anthony Richardson, rookie, C.J. Stroud, rookie for the Colts and the Texans, respectively. So they're definitely not going to be there, and and it's hard to project that they would ever get to even where Trevor Lawrence looks like he's going to be here going into year three. Yeah, I mean, this is a slam dunk. We should probably just move on. I mean, for the the purpose of our super teams, though, you hope Lawrence even takes one more step and he's in that burrow level. You know, I'm not even going to even put Mahomes, but the other quarterbacks we've mentioned so far, are Josh Allen and Burrow. Can Lawrence get to that level now, as opposed to just being a top 10 type of guy? So Trevor Lawrence is our quarterback for the all AFC South team. Running back is uh, one of the stronger positions in this division and probably the strongest position in this division. And you look at the, the four starters for those teams in the South, you have, 
Derrick Henry in Tennessee. You have Jonathan Taylor in Indianapolis. You have Damian Pierce, who had a really good rookie season for the Texans last year. Travis ATN, who came into his own last year for the Jaguars in year two after being a first-round pick in the 2021 draft. So a lot of pedigree, a lot of talent there. And I think this is a big conversation on, on who we're going to take here to be our RB1. And are we only going to take one running back in this division when it's all said and done? I vote for Taylor. I think it's obviously a two-horse race between Taylor and Henry, who I think is really a Hall of Fame type of guy. I think along with Nick, Nick Chubb, these are two of the best three ball carriers, traditional 1985 running backs out there. I think Taylor has a little more untapped potential as a receiver. Um, I think Henry has gotten more on his own last year than Taylor did, but the youth makes me lean towards Taylor. It's four years younger. We've seen yeah. actually some injuries with both of those backs, which is what happens with running backs in the NFL. And uh, I, I'm definitely not going to fight you on that. I did okay. have the tiebreaker with age being Jonathan Taylor and just, mm -hmm. you know, the, the high level season we saw in 2021 from, from Jonathan Taylor, even though we've seen some really high level seasons from Derrick Henry as sure. well. But uh, Jonathan Taylor, I think is running back one, but I'm going to put a pin in, uh, to be honest with you, Matt, I might put a pin in all four of these running back or all the other three running backs uh, that are the starters in this division because I think there's an argument to be made that we go running back heavy with this offense when we look at the rest of the skill guys. Possibly. And I'll be honest, when I when I jotted down my 11 and honorable mentions, I didn't even consider going with two running backs. But Henry and Taylor are certainly two of the best 11. I mean, I don't know how we'll fight that. But once we get through it, we'll come back to it at the end of offense, I imagine. I wish Travis ATN was a more dynamic receiver. He's a little disappointing to me as a receiver. Yeah, and, and that's how it was really strange when he was drafted. I, I, obviously, I'm, I, I usually don't like the first round running back picks, but mm -hmm. they build him as sort of like Jameer Gibbs is being billed this year. It's like, oh, right. he might just be split out and be as much receiver as he is running back, right? And that's not really what happened with him in his first no. couple. He got hurt his first year, and then last year he was just the, the main running back, and they traded his backup. So, uh, you know, he's just the number one running back, and that's it. And we never saw that receiving threat from him to the level that it was billed when he was drafted. And we never saw it in college either, which is why it was a little strange when they said that about him. It's like, well, that's not really – that hasn't been his no, game. Right. And I could see that becoming his game because of his athleticism. He would be dynamic as a, a receiving weapon but that's just not how it's come about the first couple of years of his career so it's hard to say oh well let's just put him at wide receiver i, I don't think we can do no. that no he's much more of a dump off guy than route runner at this point and i don't know if he always will be or what but he has not lived up to the the percy harvin comparisons you know he's not 50 50 at all so the wide receiver conversation is going to take a little bit. Let's go to tight end first, okay. Matt, and, and get that position figured out in the AFC South. Um, pulling up my list of tight ends here. So going through the tight ends in this division, uh, a new addition in Dalton Schultz to the Houston Texans, which I thought was a fantastic signing by the Houston. Uh, you've got second-year guy Jelani Woods in Indianapolis to go along with Mo Ali Cox. And uh, rookie Will Mallory there. They're building a, a nice little stable of tight ends. But uh, I'm excited for year two of Jelani Woods. He has a ton of talent and, and showed some glimpses of it last year. You have Chick Onkonkwo, who uh, was a revelation as a rookie last year for the Tennessee Titans. I loved watching him play, and, and now it's his job. But Evan Ingram blew up last year, and mm -hmm. the Jacksonville Jaguars tight end, I believe, is going to have to be our, our tight end um, 
but I'll listen to arguments for Schultz or Woods or Oconquo or, I don't know, Brenton Strange, the, the rookie backup for Evan Ingram, if you want to throw some other names out there. No, it has to be Ingram. I mean, he's hitting the prime of his career. I always reference Dynasty with these guys. I think Woods is a great guy to get on now in terms of Dynasty while you still can, because I think he could be a breakout guy. I was ahead of the curve on Chig with that as well. Very happy to own a lot of his shares. But they strive to be where Ingram is now. You know, Ingram's just ahead of those guys right now. Moving along to the offensive line. Let's get tackles done here. Uh, and then okay. we'll come back to finish the rest of the offensive line. And then we'll look at receivers and, of course, all of our 11 defenders for the all AFC South team. Who do you like as your tackles here in the South now? I worry that this is going to be a bigger conversation because I know we have to go to break. So the slam dunk is Tunsil at left tackle. You know, I mean, I think we just plug him in, chisel that in stone. Right tackle to me could be his counterpart. Howard's had a decent career and seems to be ascending. I want Skaronsky to be on this line somewhere. And the guard plays okay and the right tackle play isn't. But I would rather Skaronsky play guard. You know, I mean, like there's some puzzle pieces here. Okay, that's a great place to pause then. Uh, okay, I'm going to run okay. through the tackles, and then we'll, we'll we'll ruminate on it as we go to break here. Larry Tunsil clearly is in pin, and I already had him on yeah, our list yeah, yeah. as the left tackle for this team. So who plays right tackle? Is it Titus Howard, the right tackle for the Houston Texans? you got Bernard Ryman had an up-and-down rookie season. You've got rookie yeah. Blake Freeland, who looks like he's been starting in uh, OTAs at right tackle for the Indianapolis Colts. you got Braden Smith, who's injured there as well for the Colts, and there might be some movement around there, and who knows, maybe Freeland even takes the left-side job. Um, but a lot up in the air with the Colts' offensive line uh, at tackle. Cam Robinson and Walker Little in Jacksonville. Anton Harrison, the first-round pick there in the mix as well. Uh, Andre Dillard and Nicholas Petit Friere with uh, with some other young players as well for the uh, for the Tennessee Titans at tackle. And then you mentioned Skaronsky, which is interesting. So I think we're gonna have to put this together kind of all at once instead of position mm -hmm. by position for the all AFC South offensive line next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Make a fast break right now to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs. They might not be up, uh, might not be NBA playoffs going for very much longer. So get in on that action because right now new customers can get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. FanDuel is safe and secure. I love how easy the app is to use. You can build your own parlays, build your own bets, and there are a ton of bets to get involved with. Great promotions every single day. You get paid instantly at FanDuel. And not only NBA playoffs, there's NHL playoffs. There's Major League Baseball every single day all summer long. You can also always find a, an MLB baseball game to bet on, except for the day after and before the All-Star break. The uh, NFL Futures that are on there, tons of NFL. You bet on just about every single week lines for the NFL season already at FanDuel. Who will be the next Super Bowl champion? The rookies of the year, rushing leaders, passing leaders, tons of ways to bet on the NFL during the offseason at FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. So those we went through the names already at offensive tackle for the uh, for the yeah. AFC 
itself. Let's look at the interior a little bit and and see how we want to build this thing. And and your question is valid. Peter Skaronsky, who was, you know, probably the most plug and play offensive lineman in this 2023 NFL draft class. Um, I, I would look at him as a guard. I think that's where the Titans are looking at him at yeah. left. But I will not argue that maybe there's stronger guards than tackles and we might have to push somebody out to tackle. Peter Skronsky played tackle in college. So could he play right tackle for this squad? Well, let's go through the guards and see if we like more guards than we like tackles. So if we put Skronsky at tackle, and that's, that's what I'm leading to, but I don't love it. Okay. So his counterpart there, Daniel Brunskill signed in free agency for the Titans is probably going to play right guard for the Titans. Some things to be figured out still. I think we got Dylan Radins and, um, some other players there in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. You got Brandon Sheriff and uh, Ben Barch, and uh, I think those will be the starting guards in Jacksonville. You've got Will so. Freeze. You've got Quentin Nelson, who's obviously going to be one of our guards here. Yeah, we mean, plug him in. Is, is he that slam dunk? It's, it's it's Quentin Nelson with one of the guard spots, right? Yeah, and <laughs> one year ago we wouldn't even you know taking a pulse, and just things yeah. were disastrous for the Colts offense. I have faith he'll be a top five guard again after a. Somewhat down season, you know, he's an obvious one to me. So that's and then that's in Houston, you have to fill. right? So and then in uh, in Houston, we have uh, Kenyon Green, the first rounder from last mm-hmm. year, and Shaq Mason, who came over from Tampa Bay, who's a nice player at right guard. So Nelson, plus, do we take two of these guards, move Skaronsky to right tackle? Do we keep Skaronsky as a guard, or do you like a couple other guards? The whole thing's not perfect. I mean, Tunsil and Nelson, boom. We got two fifths of a of a of a solid offensive line that could be, you know, is about as good as in, there, there is going for two fifths of it. The other three fifths of it I don't like whatsoever. We could talk centers. I mean, I think that's probably gonna be Kelly from Indianapolis, but he's coming down off a, a bad year as well, as are all the Colts offensive players. I kind of lean towards Shreff over Mason as my second guard and Skaronsky over moving Cam Robinson or Howard at right tackle. But I'll definitely concede Skaronsky is better suited for guard. I mean, I'm open to ideas, but I'm trying to get the best five on the field. I I think the best five would end up being Skaronsky and we're plugging a rookie in there. Yeah, I think I would like, because you're moving him anyway from left tackle where he played in college. Um, I'd go guard. I would go Kelly at center. Yeah. And at tackle. So you would put Skaronsky at guard opposite Nelson, you think? I think I would. Yeah. Okay. And, and, then, and then the the question there would be. Braden Smith, move Cam Robinson from left to right or Howard. I think Howard's ascending quietly. I don't love it though. I mean, I think we're drafting a right tackle the first round next year. (laughs) (laughs) Things have to go right with some of those high upside players in Indy. Uh, You know, Tyus Howard, uh, you know, Walker Little in his Mm -hmm. third year now could be. Uh, Cam Robinson's not even available. And you got a first rounder in Anton Harrison. We're plugging in a first rounder. Do we plug in first rounder Anton Harrison too? I don't hate it. I mean, I I think they really like Little. But boy, I need to see more before I plug him in as my starting right tackle, and he's got to block Von Miller and TJ Watt next week. You know what I mean? Okay, so uh, I but, think Titus Howard. Okay, do you like Skaronsky right guard? Titus Howard right tackle, or do you like Skaronsky right tackle with and pick your guard? My guard would probably be Shreff over Mason, 
but he's a little declining too. And I don't love Skaronsky on the edge with those short little, you know, T-Rex arms. So I guess I'm going to put Howard at right tackle, but it's messy. It's not great. All right. Titus Howard. He is our right tackle for the AFC South. Okay. Not ideal. And not, Kelly's not, not even ideal center. I mean, he's okay. I mean, again, if we'd have done this within the last couple of years, it would have been mm-hmm. a lot easier with, with Kelly there. But yeah, that, that Colts team just fell apart last year. Even the, the things you expected yeah. to be good weren't good. And we'll see how that changes with new leadership. I'm going to give that offense a little bit of a pass. I mean, Matt Ryan couldn't have been worse. And then you go to Jeff Saturday in the middle of the year, you know, like there were uh, some yeah. extenuating circumstances. <laughs> There's a lot of extenuation happening. Right. That was that, that'll be the name of their uh their their season season outlook, their season DVD, right? The 2022 Indianapolis yeah, yeah, yeah. Colts. Uh, extenuating. That that's a, the, the name of the album. The CD is Yeah, know. exactly. <laughs> so now we got to go to these receivers, which isn't yeah. great either. I don't even know where to begin with the receivers. And this is where the conversation about uh, maybe having a second running back. Comes I hear in, you. Like, which is not something, if you listen to this podcast, that I would normally right. be uh, be fighting for. But let's see. Okay, so going through, starting with the Houston Texans, we've got Robert Woods, John Mechie coming back from, uh, man, uh, just a, a lost sure. rookie season. Great story for him to be returning now. Then you got Nico Collins. Those are the top three wide receivers that drafted Tank Dell in the third round. You've got Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman as the one and two big outside wide receivers for the Colts. Isaiah McKenzie, they brought in, they drafted a third rounder in Josh Downs. You have Calvin Ridley, Zay Jones, and Christian Kirk as the top three wide receivers for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We still don't know what Calvin Ridley could be, but he's played the best amongst all these guys at some point in his career. It's just been a little while. And then Traylon Burks, first rounder last year, uh, Kyle Phillips, the fifth rounder last year for the Tennessee Titans. And maybe, maybe with a uh, visiting DeAndre Hopkins in town. And now hmm. that is that visit's happening Monday as we are recording this podcast. DeAndre Hopkins, if he signs, is he instantly in on the all AFC, all AFC South team, Matt? Maybe. So when I did, be nice even to go two tight ends. I mean, I, I can't even lobby for Chig or somebody like that. I mean, like we're, we're really straining for that 11th guy. So my vote, I'm a huge Michael Pittman fan and kind of along the Colts line of thinking, I think he's, you know, his stats don't reflect the tape or the player and situation's been pretty brutal, especially last year. So I would go with Pittman and Ridley, who I understand is a wild card, but all reports are great, as you would expect, but he could have a Deshaun Watson rust factor in a big way. And I think Christian Kirk's the third. I mean, he's a fine third receiver, but not on an all-decade or, in a, you know, a super team. Right. So uh, it's funny because I had the same two names written down, Michael Pittman and and Calvin Ridley, um, but I was prepared to put Christian Kirk in there over mm-hmm. Ridley. And look, I don't love Michael Pittman. I think you like Pittman more than I do. Probably. I think in this division, he's the guy. And I don't think any of these guys would have made it in, in any other division we've done so far. So no. that's when we talked about this maybe being a weaker division here. This is this is where we're seeing it with the uh, with the with the uh, skill position guys. Yeah, the line wasn't uh, great either. So, okay, it, I, I'm going to put in Michael Pittman, Calvin Ridley. If DeAndre Hopkins signs, I'm putting him in there. Instead of Kirk. Right. So we'll maybe yeah. change that at some point uh, at the end of this exercise. If he does sign, 
Are we going to put him in there as wide receiver three, or are we going to put Derrick Henry and go two running back? And I am, I, I have penciled in a second running back over any of those wide receivers and getting Derrick Henry right. on this squad. So just going uh, Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry in the backfield with Michael Pittman, Calvin Ridley, a wide receiver. I mean, maybe we have to amend this if Hopkins signs, but he can't be in the equation as we speak, you know, here noon on Monday. So it's really Henry versus Kirk, right? Yep. And conversation. nine out of 10 times, we would take a quality slot number two receiver over a running back that doesn't catch passes. But Henry's just a lot better. Yep. Henry's the guy. He deserves to yep. make the squad. So okay. uh, I've, I've got Derrick Henry if you're cool with that. Yeah, I am. I didn't see that path, but I think it's the best way to do this. And further weakens this team honestly it's the right move but it's we're not that hard to play against so the offense for the ASC South Trevor Lawrence Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry in the backfield we've got Michael Pittman Calvin Ridley on the outside uh, uh Evan Ingram at tight end and then the offensive line left to right is Laramie Tunsil Quentin Nelson Ryan Kelly Peter Skaronsky Titus Howard so, hey, a lot of handing it to Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry over that left side, you know, right behind Nelson and Tunsil all day long. You know? Yep, yep, run left. That is the <laughs> number one play in the playbook. <laughs> okay, we've got some decisions to make on the defensive side of the ball, building out the all-AFC South team next. Thanks again, everyone, for making uh, to making the Peacock and Williamson your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you are subscribed up every single day. Shout out to all the everydayers who already are subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. Defensive end, let's go to the pass rushers. How are we getting after the quarterback here? And uh, some very interesting decisions to make. Some highly drafted players, some players that have not quite hit their peak uh, in the NFL. And I'm going to start with Josh Allen, of the Jaguars and, mm-hmm. and nominate him as a potential player here as part of this squad. We've got Will Anderson, who is a rookie. He was a top three draft pick in the NFL draft. Do you, you know, you expect those guys to be superstars. And, and I do like Will Anderson quite a lot. Um, you have Chase Winovich and Jonathan Greenard and Jerry, Jerry Hughes and a bunch of bodies there at defensive end for the, uh, the Houston Texans. You've got Quiddy pay. You've got newly signed Samson Abukam. Uh, with the uh, Indianapolis Colts, you have, as I mentioned, Josh Allen of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You have uh, Trayvon Walker, who they just drafted number one overall, who's still not as good of a player as Josh Allen, but you could project him to be part of your squad here. You can move him inside if we want here, Matt, because there's no rules. We make up our rules as we go along. A uh, player who's been really good for a long time, but uh, been banged up is Harold Landry of the Titans. Arden Key recently signed by the uh, Tennessee Titans as well. Uh, and I believe that is the, am I missing anybody that should be considered here off the edge for the AFC South? Probably not. I was going to throw the name Autry out there because he's a good player. Mm-hmm. He's as much end as tackle. But, I mean, on a super team, I hope you can do better than Autry, obviously. And I think we can. I guess Allen's the first one. But you wish your number one edge was a little more Miles Garrett Bosa esque than you know Landry or than Allen. Well, the the most likely guy to become that is probably Will Anderson. So do we just plug in the rookie and and say, well, we project him to be as good as Allen probably as a rookie, and maybe he's a lot better. Yes, but I want to take that conversation one little step further because okay. my my edges are Allen and Anderson, but. Trevon Walker was picked first overall and Anderson went third overall, you know, and we've seen at least one year of them. I still prefer Anderson, maybe because Walker was 
underwhelming so-so, but I, I'm, I'm not ready to dig a grave for Walker yet either. Would you, rather take, here, would you rather take the upside of Walker over Josh Allen? Thought about it, but I think I'm going to take the bird in the hand there. I mean, I don't know that I can go two unknowns, a rookie and a second-year guy that doesn't have much to yeah. lean on. You know what Here's I mean? the other question, and I have a feeling Will Anderson is the answer. If Will Anderson was in the, the 2022 draft, would he have gone number one or would it have been Trayvon Walker? I think he goes ahead of Walker, don't you? Yeah. Now, that, was, yeah. that was coming off his best college season, too. Right, right, so right. Much hype. Everyone's like, oh, but wait till next year's guy, Will Anderson. And that, they were saying that during the 2022 draft. Yeah, yeah. No, so I would, I do prefer Anderson to Walker. But that's a little risky. All right, Will Anderson and Josh Allen. We got some speed coming off the edge here in the AFC mm-hmm. South, if nothing else. And uh, defensive tackle. This is easy for me. Uh, who is it? Simmons and DeForest Buckner. Okay. I think that's one of the strengths of this team. There aren't a lot of other options that I'm excited about. I'm very happy with those two. Buckner and Simmons, to me, are a really strong pair. But I don't see much else to even pick from. I'm looking at the list here. Sheldon Rankins, Malik Collins, mm-hmm. uh, Fatukasi. There's Devon Hamilton, Autry that you mentioned. Um there's not even a conversation to be had. No, right. I mean, those beat out the Forrest Buckner. It's clearly Jeffrey Simmons and DeForest Buckner, and then I think we can move on. And you know, maybe Trevon Walker, if we had an extra spot, would be our you know extra rusher from the inside or something like that. You'd like that, but yeah, but, no, not I happening. All right, Matt, who are you nominating at off-ball linebacker for all AFC South squad? This is going to be a conversation, but Shaq, Darius, Leonard is easily number one. You know, he was out of sight, out of mind last year. I still think he's an elite player. He was very much missed. I think he's plugging him in. He's our every down linebacker. He's got the green dot. He's our dude. Now, the second off the ball guy, I think comes down to your boy, Al Shahir, who people might not even know, I think was a really nice signing by the Titans, but I probably prefer one of the Jags, either Devin Lloyd or Luelacon. I hope I'm not killing his name too much there. But Lloyd really fizzled down the end. I mean, he kind of hit that rookie wall. So I think Luelacon is probably the safest, and he's productive. And do you have a strong preference on any of those? I'm glad you mentioned my guy. I didn't think he was going to get a mention on mm-hmm. this podcast today. And um, I like him. Yeah, he was an undrafted free agent. But, man, uh, Al Shire was just a, he was just a, a beast for the 49ers. And I think he's going to be a solid starter from day one. And you're like, hey, who's this guy who's just making all the tackles and kind of yeah. can do a little bit of everything for the Tennessee Titans defense. So I love that signing on the cheap. Yeah. And linebackers aren't quite the running backs of the defense. But they're, you know, you can find guys late in drafts and you can mm-hmm. not spend a lot of money. I, I'm, I would probably, you know is part of my commandments as a, as a new GM in the NFL that I would, you know, much like running backs, I'd say, let's chill out on linebackers, off ball backers, draft a bunch of them late and develop some really good players and not spend at the top of the market, either in the draft in the first round or big time money in free agency. Put your money in front of them on the D line and let these guys life be a little easier. So is it, so we have, we have Devin Lloyd, Denzel Perryman, and your vote was for, uh, was it for Olacoon? Yeah, but not by leaps and bounds. I, I think Lloyd could have a very good year, very good career, but I, I, I think he's a little safer than Lloyd. Okay, we're going to do it. We're going okay. to bypass the uh, the first rounder for the Jaguars in 2022. So many early picks for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. You need some of those guys to pan out. It could be a scary team if they do. Absolutely. I mean, that's their whole defense is that way, basically. 
That brings secondary. us to cornerback. Okay. I don't love this either. Pulling up my list. I'm getting behind here, typing in. No, on no, me. no. Take your time. I mean, there oh, are some names. Have, um, Tyson Campbell, uh, really nice season last year. Great year. Yeah. Very high second round pick in 2021. He's got all the height, weight, speed you're looking for at cornerback. Breakout year. I don't know if a lot of people, he's not a household name, but remember the name Tyson Campbell. I think he's got a strong shot of making this squad. You have Sean Murphy Bunting recently brought into mm -hmm. the division to the Tennessee Titans with Christian Fulton at corner there. Caleb Farley uh, has had that injury riddled career dating back to his college days as a former first round pick. Darius Williams. For the Jaguars, you have uh, Isaiah Rogers, who might be in a little hot water right now. Is Isaiah Rogers the one that was that, that might be in trouble for gambling? Yeah, we yeah. haven't talked about that. I need to dig into it a little bit more. But yeah, he's in trouble and they like him a lot. He's had a good year. He's not a household name. But he's a good player. And the Colts drafted a couple, uh, you know, very tall and athletic corners in Juju Brents mm -hmm. and Darius Rush in the second and fifth round, respectively. You have Shaq Griffin, Derek Stingley Jr. and Steven Nelson with the Houston Texans. Um, I think, Matt, I'm going to go with the pedigree of Derek Stingley. He had a nice up-and-down mm -hmm. rookie year, but, you know, showed some flashes, and, and we'll see if he ever becomes the guy we saw early in his college career. But clearly still talented and, and highly drafted, and, and Tyson Campbell. Me too. And again, that's not great. I mean, because there's tons of talent there. Could be great. Campbell was phenomenal last year. But I think they're clearly the two outside guys. And the one name he didn't mention is the Colts slot corner, Kenny Moore. I mean, he's a, a quality player. I can live with him as our nickel, but we can figure that out here in a minute. Okay, I like that. Moving on to safety then. And we'll say if we go three safeties, maybe bring another linebacker into the mix here. Yeah. Or if we go with three corners and a true slot cornerback here in the AFC South. A lot of young talented players in the secondary yeah. here, starting with Jalen Petrie, who I like a lot. Uh, Jimmy Ward was signed in free agency by D'Amico Ryan's, his old free safety in San Francisco. And that's a solid pairing for the Houston Texans there with Jimmy Ward and Jalen Petrie. I like Petrie at strong safety near the line of scrimmage. Jimmy yeah. Ward's at that range in the back end, but they can both kind of interchange. So uh, I like that a lot. Uh, Julian Blackman in Indianapolis, along with Rodney Thomas, they've got Nick Cross, who is a super athletic player that I'm excited to see in year two as well. They drafted in the third round the year before, and they drafted another safety who's very athletic out of Cal in round five this year. So, you know, some depth and uh, some pretty good starters there. Andre Sisco, Rayshon Jenkins, Antonio Johnson signed or drafted in the fifth round this year for the Jacksonville Jaguars at safety. And then Kevin Byard, Amani Hooker are the starting pair for the Tennessee Titans. And... To me, Kevin Byard has to be in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still. And then we have to fight about the second guy. Exactly. So I think Blackman's a much better player than people probably know. I think Cisco is a legit breakout player with some impressive traits and splash ability. I know you love Petrie. I like Petrie a lot, too. I think Petrie and Byard are probably my vote for the two safeties. I would argue that Jalen Petrie could also be your nickel if yeah, you like yeah. one of these other safeties over one of the other corners. Right. More Kenny Moore is a little more established, and Petrie can do a lot of other things, you know. And it also, you know, maybe it's worth revisiting only taking four defensive backs and throwing Trayvon Walker as our 11th guy. I mean, that's not against Ooh. the rules, right? You know? No, it's not. I mean, we took Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor in this division. 
If we were defending the offense of the South, that would be <laughs> right, the way to right. go with our dual running back <laughs> look. Up, but, yeah. but defending the other divisions would be tough if we didn't have a, oh, a yeah. back. Uh, I like Petrie at nickel. Uh, so yes. so it's it's between Ward, Blackman, Cisco. Are those the top three safeties left? Yeah. So you like those guys better than Kenny Moore, which I'm fine with because Petrie can do the Moore thing. I think so. Okay. I think, I think so. The question is, which one is, are we going Blackman, Jimmy Ward? Hmm. They're all about the same to me. I was about to say it would be nice to have that veteran presence, but we abired for that. I was, you know, leaning towards Ward. Mm-hmm. His age scares me a little, you know, um, I think Blackman's solid, but he does not scream super team starter. Right. So maybe we should go Petrie. And Kenny and Moore. Moore. I think like so. Yeah, we'll figure out ways to use them both. Okay. Yeah, that's the way I'm leaning. There it is. That's our secondary. It's uh, Tyson Campbell, Derek Steenley on the outside. We got Byard and Petrie. And then we got Kenny Moore with the slot. Good enough for what we, the cards we were dealt. Not ideal. So, uh, the question is now, wh- wh- we've only done three divisions. Our third division. I think it's clearly the worst of our three divisions so far. Yeah. And could yeah. this be, I think, you know, team-wise, you're looking at the South the last couple of years, and I think it's probably the worst division in football. And I think mm-hmm. the all division team is kind of showing that. Yeah, 100%. I mean, not that everyone's rooting for their division, but I mean, in this exercise, you would hope if we do this a year from now, we should do this every year. It's a fun little thing that this is noticeably better. You would hope that Skoronsky's a plug and play Pro Bowl guard and Will Anderson's a top 10 pass rusher and, you know, things like that. Some of those Jags defenders take a step forward. You would hope it's a lot better a year from now than it is now, but it's pretty rough. I mean, a lack of household names. And then some of the positions, you're lucky that you got one guy like quarterback. It's like, if you didn't have Trevor Lawrence, right. this is going to be tough. It's going to be tough real to tough. Compete uh, for this division. I mean, Ridley's probably going to be the guy leading the team in targets. That's not Jamar Chase. That's and not Stephon Diggs, you know. If if DeAndre Hopkins signs, I would probably just plug Hopkins in even over Ridley. Because I've Maybe. seen more recently. I know, but I, 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 have doubts. I have doubts what Hopkins has left, too, to be honest. At least we've seen him play. We saw him play well last yeah, year. Yeah. You know, he was on a 1,000-yard pace last year, even though he played I, only half the season. If they sign Hopkins, I might cut Derrick Henry for him. Oh, really? And and keep Pittman and Ridley. I'm really hating having two running backs that don't catch football. <laughs> it's, 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 that's bothering me. <laughs> it is bothering me, but they are two of our best 22 players without question. Okay, how would you play this? Let us know. <laughs> it's on the YouTube one. comments or on Twitter at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Get your mailbag questions this week in as well. And Matt and I will be back tomorrow with the AFC West super team right here, Peacock and Williamson.